Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead well beyond on AMC and Amazon. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm all right, folks. Good, good. Uh, this is for season two, episode six. We're now into the last half, I suppose, of the yeah. series, uh, the second half of the final season. Uh, who are you? Season two, episode six. Uh, David, what do you think of this one? Uh, I enjoyed this one. I think, you know, you're getting a little bit more information about what happens at the colonies and what they're they're sort of finding out what actually went down. And, you know, it seems like they were all sort of taken out. They didn't just unleash a bunch of zombies, like, directly into them. They seem to have gassed them in some way. Uh, Still not quite clear why yet. We're still going to get to that point. They, they've sort of got theories about it but you know we've got that going on um we've now got jadis uh who is who is sticking with the name jadis she seems to have ab- abandoned the name Anne, um and uh we get a little bit of hint of sort of you know walking dead crossover background in that as well which is nice um so yeah i mean and i the sort of moving things forward and we are getting to the point of you know um we seem to have the sisters on kind of opposite ends of what the right thing to do is you know because one of them basically i'm gonna burn everything to the ground and the other one is saying well hang on a minute they are doing some valuable work despite everything they've done the research could actually be quite valuable so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and where they end up at the end of the show Mm. yeah Uh, i really like this episode i think this is possibly the best episode of season two Um, yeah I, i liked a majority of season one's episodes but i think so far season one has been slightly better than season two but i felt this episode really picked up which granted you kind of need to do when you get further into your final season you're going to need to pick up the story and kind of work all that out but no I think the Jada's inclusion was great the little crossover thing and the nod to Rick was subtle but pretty good Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought her conversation with Huck with Huck was interesting I thought the part of the start was quite good with the uh, the walker that's got that thing on its back that was quite good and yeah it's interesting with um these sisters because it started to get a little bit tiresome to see them just kind of arguing quite often but now that they seem to be sticking to one kind of you know they're still sisters but like they've got opposite ideas as to what they want to do uh, there could be some manipulation played into that maybe Elizabeth says something to Hope about Iris or you know there, there could be something about that that plays on later down the line um, it does give me a sense that one of them might not survive the series, but the other one might do, and there could mm-hmm. be some kind of like tragic thing that maybe happens there. Yeah, uh, that's that's possible. Um, just in, if you know, if Elizabeth finds out about Iris's uh, intent and she tells her or she speaks to Hope, and there could be some manipulation there, perhaps. Um, but no, I thought this episode was was really really good. Um, I thought the uh, see, I didn't think Felix would die from you know getting frozen to death in the freezer thing but it was still kind of tense because you thought okay somebody's still got to come back for him and like where where did huck go you know that was kind of the question i suppose how come it took so long we'll talk about that obviously when we get to that scene but no i thought this was a great episode i think it had a lot of good things uh going for it and uh you know the story with um what was her name uh lila um with like her, her kind of backstory and stuff I thought that was handled really well. Um, 
because initially kind of thought, okay, where are you taking him? Like, what are you sort of, are you taking him to be executed? Um, but then she told that story. I thought that was good. I thought that was a good way to put a little bit of, because Lila, you could cut, I mean, she's not really, it's not really a red shirt, is she? She's kind of quite important, but she's one of them characters that you could see getting easier, more easily sort of killed off. But this gave yeah. her a bit more sort of importance of like why she's here and, and that sort of thing. So I thought that was all really good um so yeah overall i i thought this episode was was great i'm really looking forward to seeing how this uh one plays into obviously the the rest of the season so um and interesting as well we didn't get any silas uh storyline so we have to find out later what his uh punishment is uh yeah is that's true actually yeah yeah, yeah. I, I only noticed about halfway through the episode i was like oh they haven't cut over to to silas yet but i kind yeah. of showed you that hey this episode was busy enough and it had enough going on that you didn't need that storyline necessarily um yeah. which is which is good so yeah but uh, i suspect we'll she'll obviously go back there at uh at some point so um yeah i think that's pretty much our pre-thoughts i really enjoyed the episode i'm looking forward to uh, getting into this recap but before we do that let's get to some housekeeping and let you know what else we've been up to on entertainment talk see you in a minute Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, there wasn't a game yesterday for Manchester United. But uh, I thought there's an international break, there's two weeks, there was a few other things I wanted to talk about. So I took some time and the opportunity to talk about uh, something else to do with Manchester United. Um, and it's called, this episode's called, obviously the United cast, uh, this episode's called The British Media Agenda Against Foreign Players. It's a regular thing, it's not even something that's really sort of a secret uh, it's it's usually quite obvious, um, but it doesn't get talked about quite so much as maybe it should. Uh, I understand there's obviously big issues in the world, because given the time that we're living in it and things, but, um, you know, I have a voice in the platform and I thought I'd use the opportunity to, uh, to talk about that, considering it does tie into the actual United cast anyway, because it involves some of our players, uh, most notably Paul Pogba, who's one of our, well, current players. Whether he leaves in the summer, we, we don't know yet, but... Um, uh, he gets kind of, uh, let's say, picked on uh, a little bit. And it probably is to do with the whole foreign player thing. He is French as well. Uh, so I did do a little bit of a comparison in that. I talked about the French player, obviously uh, Paul Pogba, who plays for Manchester United. Then I compared his situation to a recent situation with Harry Kane, who's a Tottenham and England player as well. So, uh, which isn't Kane's fault specifically. Just the way he's he's talked about is a bit different to uh, other players. So that was... Uh, a cool episode to do 
this week on Gaming Talk as well, um, we talked about Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, Warner Brothers has stated that they intend to possibly release the game in Q2 for 2022. So we'll see how that goes. So we talked a bit about that. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West has got a few more details about what you can expect from the enemies in the sequel game. Some different behaviours, abilities, that kind of thing. And we talked as well about um, Battlefield 2042 is getting 22 weapons at launch. Is it enough? Is it not? Do we need more maps? Um, but I also talked about as well the fact that the game isn't looking very good and uh, is going to be launching... On November 19th so we'll see how that all kind of goes so tied that into a big conversation so that was good as well uh, over on the actual games for the United cast Manchester United lost 2-0 at home to uh, Manchester City things continue to get worse there's a lot of talk at the moment about what's happening with the manager of course there's the international break which you'd think is a good opportunity to bring in a new manager and give him time to settle in but uh, not at the moment um, so that was the newest game uh, over on Gaming Talk last week we talked about Amy Henning and she's going to be working on a Marvel game which is very exciting uh, she's worked on things like Uncharted Jack and Dexter, Legacy of Kane, uh, those sorts of games so she's got a pretty good CV uh, that's going to be at Skydance Studios which is her new place that she's working as well we talked about Call of Duty's future with some uh, new details about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 which is going to be next year's game possibly quite likely next year's game and some updates for Call of Duty Vanguard as well uh, what else we've got here we've got the 2-2 draw of Atalanta that was the other recent football game as well uh, my Guardians of the Galaxy impressions I did talk to David this week on Geek Town about that you can find the episode on uh, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio uh, but I did my like separate impressions before that conversation and talked about my impressions of uh, Ideos Montreal's uh, Guardians of the, Gal- of the Galaxy game as well did a podcast called Discussing the Lightyear trailer and Toy Story which I always love talking about because I love Toy Story so that was good to do as well uh, did a must-play review for Vader Immortal VR. You can go and get that on the PlayStation VR system. And that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, let's get into this recap. 206, who are you? Uh, cold open. Um, Dr. Bennett and some others are going through the woods when they see one of the experimented walkers out in the open. Uh, they secure it with this kind of uh thing that they've they've got and they tried to get a reading on it but uh the thing on the back kind of breaks and then they kind of just sort of move on from from there uh there's the next paragraph as well about lila and uh and leo and everything else and the the papers that uh they find um yeah bit of an interesting one they found uh walker a bit out in the open um and they get this like ipad kind of thing or this mm-hmm. reader sort of thing out and uh the thing actually like it sparks doesn't it this thing on their back so then they just capture it and i think they bring it in anyway so a uh, bit of a more simple one but you know we get to, got to see a little bit more of i guess the involvement with that as well because they've shown us bits and pieces like mostly in post credit scenes actually to do with um you know the experimentation on these walkers but uh not we haven't quite seen it in this way shape or form so uh, what did you think of this uh, cold open? Yeah, that was it. Was sort of a flashback thing, wasn't it? Because um, I, I, I think so. that, that that cold open. Because uh, what's his face? The the boyfriend was there um, as well. I think wasn't he? If I remember correctly. Um, uh, the the uh, uh, is it Will? Yeah, Will. Will, Will. Yeah, Will was there as well. So yeah, it was sort of a bit of a flashback. But yeah, it's sort of interesting seeing you know that because they spot the walker and they're about to shoot it and she goes stop stop it's one of ours um so yeah it's sort of it's interesting we're getting bits and pieces of the experiments again we know little bits about that but we're not they've not gone hugely into what exactly they're doing i mean we saw them in cold storage a bit later um some of those and they appear to have patches of skin cut off them and stuff so mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, presumably they're using bits of necrotic tissue to test on to with the fungus stuff to. I would guess whether they're whether they're doing something else with it as well. I don't know, but yeah, that seemed to be the the my sort of guess of what they were doing. But you do kind of wonder why they're sort of 
allowed to wander around you know because if they're experimenting on them shouldn't they all be in one place and i mean did they escaped did i miss did i miss something where they said they were going after escape walkers or was she kind of because why why were the experimental walkers bring about yeah i, I kind of wondered that as well uh, i mean were they they were just kind of walking uh, and then they found it so i was a little bit confused on that as well yeah so i mean there's a couple of possibilities one of them is um they're they're tagging there was some accident and some of them escaped although i think that's less likely although what's more likely is maybe they're they're doing what you do with wired animals and you sort of capture them tag them and then release them so you can then go and sort of track where they're you know, they're migratory patterns, if you see what I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So maybe it's something to do with that. But yeah, I thought that was sort of interesting how they're they're dealing with that. And the fact that they just seem to be, you know, they seem to be capturing them rather than killing them. They're letting them back out again, which, you know, that's not very nice for the surrounding population. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's still, still an interesting scene. Um and it's interesting because, like, she, yeah, she says, like, stop, it's one of ours. Wonder what, what, wonder what they would have done if it, obviously, they probably would just shot a walker if it wasn't one of theirs. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I found that interesting as well. So, uh, continuing with Lila, though, uh, it says here we all know that Lila is suspicious as heck. Uh, but Leo, um, up until this point, had no reason uh, to think so, particularly. Uh, that changes yeah. in this episode as he connects uh, the papers that Huck... Uh, gave to him, gave him to, uh, sorry, that Huck gave him uh, to Papers Lila was uh, carrying that reference, a Project V, uh, to determine uh, whether he's been dating a mad scientist this whole time. He has a dinner party with her under the guise of having uh, to meet his daughters. Uh, That ruse, in theory, will allow Felix to sneak into their lab with Huck's help, which we will talk about later as well. Uh, and then there is, yeah, the the lab stuff afterwards with Huck and Felix. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, interesting the way that was this was kind of shot. She sort of drops her bag and, you know, oh, I'll help you with the bag kind of thing. And then some papers are in there. And it kind of reminds uh, Leo of some papers that Huck had before about this Project V. So, <laughs> And then his uh, attitude certainly changes after that. You can see it on his face. Uh, yeah, I think the guy is called uh, Joe Holt that that plays uh, Leo, and then Natalie Gold who plays Lila. Um, yeah, certainly was the first sort of like, hang on a minute, what are these papers and and that sort of thing. And it was a good kind of use of like a, a mini flashback because he thought about um, Huck and the papers before. So, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of these sort of documents going around of like different things, and we saw last week with uh, I think it was last week with Huck and obviously she had the the papers in uh, her mum's uh, safe and stuff and obviously when you've got these different things going on um, there probably is going to be a lot of these documents about but yeah really good scene and really kind of good setup for obviously her story later on as well uh, and then also to set up um, the the dinner with uh, where Iris kind of lets loose a little bit so mm-hmm. that was good uh, yeah what do you think of this kind of mini reveal to Leo in a way yeah, well, I mean, he had to find out at some point, um, yeah. you know, that, that the woman he's dating might not be everything she seems to be. So, um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. They knew, I mean, it's a fair way of bringing it up as well. You know, the fact that he remembers the documentation, I think that, you know, that works quite well. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Again, it's one of these things where it's a very she's a very kind of grey character in that I I don't think you know what she's doing. She obviously knows it's not exactly ethical or exactly kind of right, but um, she obviously thinks she's doing it for the greater good, you know. And there are there are sort of levels of of that because they have they have this sort of argument about experimenting on animals or something, don't they? I think. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, yeah, you know, which is obviously a sort of analogy of of like you know the Walker experiments and stuff. And I mean, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's because experimenting on the Walkers 
is not necessarily an unreasonable or unethical thing to do. The problem is that from what we've seen is they've actually been killing people to 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 allow them to experiment on them as well. That's slightly mm-hmm. more problematic. Yeah. So could say so. Yeah, definitely. Um so we'll see how uh, how all of that goes. We'll talk about the dinner party and the lab thing in a minute. But uh yeah, it was, a good, it was a good way to sort of push Leo's character towards the later scenes, basically. It was sort of like, we're going to put this scene here to set up this one, this one's going to set up this one, and then we're going to show you this one. Uh, so, cool. It, it, it worked pretty well. Uh, this scene also sets up other things, such as, um, except keeping um, her murder serum <laughs> in her lab <laughs> would be a rookie mistake, and uh, Lila's no rookie. Uh, Huck and uh, Felix... Learn she's keeping the super secret stuff in cold storage. They can't access the room without cutting the power uh, to the whole facility. And it is the whole facility. There was uh, a lot of yeah. power cuts. Uh, so that's what Huck does. Before she goes, uh, she'll, she warns Felix he'll only have two minutes inside. Which can be a decent amount of time, but not very much time. Uh, she succeeds in cutting the power. She kind of breaks the thing in the, in the process. Uh, and Felix heads in. He discovers that there are gallons and gallons, quite a few things. I'll tell you in a minute what this reminded me of. Uh, of the weapon, and he grabs a vial, and it says here, Bet Lila won't notice that miss- that's missing, right? Uh, he has a close call when the power kicks on, and he's uh, locked inside, because the door kind of shuts on him. And he starts to worry that Huck abandoned him, because it kind of seemed like that for a bit of time. Mm-hmm. But she comes back for him after some tense scenes, and he they get out of there. And then she kind of explains that she had to... Uh, do some uh, crafty things. Um, yeah, she kind of like. There's one thing between. Um, for me, it was the way she cut the power. Like she gets this pipe and she proper like gets it stuck in there and actually like breaks the thing. And it's yeah, that was uh, quite a lot that she had to do. It wasn't as simple as just hey, cut this little red wire or something and then the power will go out, or or flip this switch and the power will go out. I suppose. Uh, so it's it was just a. Uh, I understood what they were doing. It was kind of played very dramatically, like how how much destruction there kind of was when uh, yeah when, Although, when Huck was breaking it. Yeah, I get the reason why they did that though, because the problem is if you basically just tripped the power or flipped the power somehow, I that might have looked suspicious. Whereas uh-huh. if if you actually short it, it look and there's more damage. It looks like there may have been some sort of fault with it. I think that's right. probably yeah. so. I, I I sort of get maybe why she went that way rather than just like, <laughs> you know, going and flipping a switch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it may, that may not be possible, of course. I mean, it would it would be if you could basically anybody could walk up to it and, f- and flip a switch to turn it off. That's probably not very secure either. So maybe that no, was the only no. way of doing it. You know. Yeah, I noticed they didn't actually show us any of the panel either. She just opened this thing and then like they showed it from the side. So yeah. We couldn't yeah. analyse like what she was doing, uh, but yeah, it's just it's just a way to me. She puts this big pole thing in there and just like breaks it really dramatically. Was uh, interesting. Um, yeah. The 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 these little gallon or not little, they're quite big. Uh, these gallons of like weapons and stuff uh, that Felix. Uh, sorry, yeah, that Felix walks past. Kind of reminded me, you know, in Monsters Inc. when you've got the little yellow tubes you put on the on the doors for the they used to be the, <laughs> the scare energy. Now they're the laugh energy in the uh, monsters at work. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that a little bit. It just looked like a really really big version of one of those uh, <laughs> that you'd put in the side. So I was I was kind of thinking of like obviously that's to do with like energy and and that sort of thing anyway because that's how they run uh, the monsters uh, workplace. But it it uh, it reminded me of that so. Um, did it remind you of that at all, or was that not really I in your did, mind? No, not didn't cross my mind at all. That. Okay. okay, I can see what you mean, but yes. yeah, yeah. Did you watch the um, TV series? Uh, the Monsters Inc. one. I, I'm about halfway through it. I, I keep hoping to go back to it, so something okay. else got in the way, and I okay. didn't. But uh, yeah, it was good. It's good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's called uh, Monsters at Work, by the way. For those of you who don't know. And uh, for those of you that haven't started it, uh, I do have a podcast for it as well. So if those of you who want to go and start it, it's on Disney Plus, uh, and you can use my podcast as a thing to watch it with, I suppose as well. So a yes. bit of promo there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't think Felix was actually going to die here. That would have been an interesting way for him to go. But uh, he does. Re- they, he is left in there for a long time. 
Uh, and I thought that was an interesting touch as well, where because he sets a timer on his watch, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing the thing just froze up because he goes to check his watch, and then I think it, it got stuck on like a minute well, and a half. Well, and I, then... I don't, I don't think it was stuck. I think it was. She said, "You've got two minutes." It got to a minute and a half, and the door locked. And um, you know, that's okay. when Huck came in and said, uh, "Yeah, they they got it back running." quicker than i thought or something you know so or the, it, the oh, backup right. system kicked in quicker than she thought okay. so so I, I don't think it was that it froze up i think it was it was just a case that of of it she got the timing wrong and the backup system was more effective than she thought it was hmm. that's all it was okay but she's still going back for him and you know i mean but yes it was, it was a bit tense <clears throat> i didn't see him necessarily dying at this point um because that threw, would have thrown up a whole other loads of problems because it's like if the you know Lila her, or anybody else had come back and found like a dead Felix in there, then that puts everybody else under suspicion. Suspicion, regardless of the fact that he's dead or not, you've then got yeah. like okay, well, what was he doing here? What's it got to do with the girls? So, so you know that would have yeah, I didn't see that happening. So mm-hmm. you'd also have a walker to deal with as well. So, well, yes, yeah, probably. <laughs> Not yeah. that that was really been an issue, but still, no. um, yeah. So she does take a suspiciously long time to get back, um, and I was kind of trying to think of okay, what would have taken her so long to get back? When they showed the bit of her, because uh, you see people coming towards her with torches, and she kind of gets a bit surrounded, but she manages to get away. I kind of instead of reading that as like, oh, she tried to betray him and then like changed her mind or something. I read that more as um, she had so many people. She had a lot of people around her to avoid. So maybe it just took a long time for her to sort of we, hide and get back. Maybe she also makes a comment about the fact that she'd had to go and reprogram uh, to because the whole point of this was they had to shut off the power to be able to get through that door, and to be able to get him out, she'd had to reprogram her card, which she hadn't wanted to do in the first place. Okay, yeah. So she had to try and get her card reprogrammed so it would open the door to be able to let him back out again. Uh, which, because she makes some comments about, yeah, I had to reprogram her card, now I've got to go and wipe the logs to, you know. So whether that will come back and bite them, I don't know. Mm-hmm, yeah. So uh, after that, uh, back to the actual dinner party that we mentioned a minute ago. At the, at the dinner party, things go predictably ba- badly. Hope, having come around on the CRM, is polite and kind to Lila. Uh, Iris, on the other hand, forces her to admit that part of a uh, pharmaceutical, that's a big word, uh, job in the pre-apocalypse world was testing on mice. This is what you were talking about a minute ago. And she gets angrier and angrier yeah. to the point that she storms away. Hope follows her outside and tries to calm her sister down, but it's clear Iris will not be sold on any part of what the CRM is doing. And then there's a bit afterwards about uh, a transmission as well, which I will read in a second. Um, yeah, again, this is more of kind of kind of what I talked about in the pre-talk. These sisters are just kind of drifting apart, um, mm. and it's going to be a make-or-break thing sooner or later because... One of them might try to interrupt the other one doing something. I mean, she mentions this transmission message uh, as well. Um, what did you think of the dinner party scene and uh, what the two sisters kind of want to do? Well, I mean, yeah, the the dinner party scene, fine. You know, um, clearly um, Iris is... Um, you know she she's never going to be happy with with Lila given what she's done. Um, Hope, as I said earlier, the this is kind of interesting because you've now got this divide between the two of them, and I, I I kind of get both sides. I mean, Hope is right. What the, you know she's seen the inside of the what they're doing, and the scientist side of things, they are genuinely trying to do something and trying to to help and you know the the stuff like with the fungus and stuff could actually be hugely beneficial but then you've got the military side of it where they have literally committed genocide um so yeah i mean i i kind of i do see both sides sides of it and you know lila is right they do need to be stopped because if they're prepared to do that to, you know, the uh, to to those places, what's to say that they won't go and do it to what is Portland, isn't it? The other, the other, um, 
one that they're attached the other sort of third circle of that group um so yeah i do get kind of both sides of this argument they the military side of it is an evil organization but the scientists are genuinely most of them i think you know not and trying to do some sort of help even lila i think yeah she's crossed the line in terms of the ethics of things um and you know we've we've seen her she knows she's working on people that appear to have been killed specifically to be experimented on so that's problematic but Mm -hmm. then you've got people like leo who are are genuinely doing things that they're trying to make a better world and better future so just destroying everything seems a bit short-sighted as well but if that is the only way to take out the crm then maybe that is what you should do so i i i'm sort of i do get both sides of that argument um you know the the military side of it is a horrific organization but uh, the scientists it's it's yeah it's one of those things that it, it's an interesting kind of moral dilemma thing and they've kind of split the sisters on both sides so i i yeah i'm intrigued to see where they end up um whether they do find a way of you know getting and continuing the science stuff or whether they do just end up having to blow everything up <laughs> so mm. yeah yeah we shall we shall see um but yeah it's kind of interesting they're both on different sides will one of them betray the other one like completely uh i still think elizabeth could have a big hand to play in this obviously she's away dealing with uh something some, something else as well so <laughs> yeah. we'll see what that's all about um because maybe elizabeth just betrays everyone or, or or something like that so we shall we shall see well uh, yes yeah uh earlier in the or she already betrayed like a hundred thousand people so yeah <laughs> Uh, earlier in the episode, Iris sent a transmission to the colony where Elton and Will are. Uh, she was only meant to say everyone's fine, but uh, um, but they're delayed. But she went a little rogue and uh, said they're going to burn the place to the ground. That was not well received by the leadership of the colony, which tries uh, to call for a says here, Phantom Menace style vote of no confidence. <laughs> I, I can't remember that film very well. So uh, do you remember that yeah, what that was? No, it- Yes, there is um, the the uh, just for the Star Wars nerds out there. She's uh, the 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 point. The thing that brings Emperor Palpatine to power um, is um, I think it's Jar Jar Binks, if I actually remember correctly. As uh, is they they end up uh, having a vote of no confidence in the person who was the emperor. And uh, he gets, and Palpatine gets nominated as being the the um, person to take over the role, which he sort of pretends to reluctantly accept. But obviously, that's what he'd be working towards all along in the first place. So uh, yes, that's that's what it's referencing. I think. Okay. Okay. But yeah, they tried to call for that uh, no uh, vote of no confidence in Indira's uh, leadership, but apparently she holds on to control. Uh, yeah, they weren't happy about this at all, were they? Um, no. And, I, I mean, they're, they're kind of in the right to because, you know, as they said before, uh, and as we kind of had, you know, found out over these few episodes, they got this arrangement with the CRM, and obviously there's the whole uh, medicine thing as well, which is, is it Asha's? No, it's, um, yeah, it is uh, Indira. I think she's the one. Yeah. Because it's Asha, her daughter. Uh, she talk to uh elton about it last episode yes uh, that was what was going on so you got that going on and it's kind of just like hey they've betrayed our trust here and uh they're gonna try and do something about it i suppose um yeah what did you think of this scene yeah i mean interesting because again you've got people taking sides uh you've got a definite sort of split down the middle and this then pushes them to actually try and do something about it of you know needing to yeah will wanting to try and get a message which of course ends up you know we we see how that ends up at the end of the episode but um will then feels that he has to go and try and get a message back to them um whereas 
if they'd just got a message through saying we've been delayed, they would have just sat tight and done nothing. Yeah. yeah. So um, it has kind of quite a major influence. And, and I mean, Indira, there is a different, there is a difficulty with this because you are, you know, it's like there's a certain amount of Nazi Germany about the whole thing. You know, like you've got this group that are potentially kind of sympathizers or not so much sympathizers, but are, are too, uh, they're, they're sort of comfortable enough that they are not prepared to go against the status quo. Because even though, you know, they're aware that the CRM are doing horrific stuff, they're not prepared to rock the boat because that could have quite bad consequences obviously so you know you sort of you know it's one of those things that you do look at it and just like yeah there is a a part of a problem there because and there's a small group on their own how much could have they could they have done you know but you're now in a position where you've got this group that turn up that are sort of essentially freedom fighters that are saying well we're going to do something about it if you won't and they've got to pick a side so you know um yeah it's it's it there's a lot of sort of interesting moral dilemma things going on here Mm, certainly yeah so we'll see how all that works out as well i mean we've only got four is it four episodes left seven eight nine ten yeah four episodes left yeah so uh but again, like I said with this episode, they ramped up a lot of things which they yeah, had and, to do eventually. You, so. you yeah, on, on both situations, both in that uh, in that little group, in that little community, and with the sisters, you, you're starting to see divides and people taking sides, which might give some indication of where things might sort of end up. You've got you know the the clearly they're going to want to take the CRM down. It's just the the route that they do it. Um, you know and there is there is disagreement about that so yeah this is it's sort of intriguing to you know they they have definitely start to set things up as you go into the last four episodes mm-hmm. yep it's uh good stuff uh the power goes out uh and lila takes leo out to a remote area of the campus sounds deadly because it seemed very deadly <laughs> uh-huh. uh saying she hadn't been completely honest with him uh-huh. Uh huh. At first, it's unclear whether she's taking him out there to talk to him or to kill him, but in the end, it's the former. Uh, while she doesn't reveal the details of Project V, I think that's meant to be a five, isn't it? Because it's a a V. Yes. Anyway, uh, Project V, Project Five, same thing. Uh, she does tell him about what happened to her family. It's a sad, sad story, and then it says here at this point, aren't all sad Walking Dead backstories sad? Well, pretty um, much. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> most of them. Yeah, and apart from like Glenn's, you know, Pizza Boy, it's pretty pretty uh, relaxed um her daughter was uh bitten and her husband stayed with the child uh overnight the, to comfort her uh, again predictably this ends with the daughter turning and killing him obviously overnight lila panics and locks them both in the room unable to kill them uh this is where things get says uh weird uh, she doesn't go into specifics but so, uh, tells leo she did some terrible uh, things to their zombified selves to try and bring them back to life so maybe it's not too far-fetched that she's involved with the crm's walkers uh genocide kind of thing um yeah this did tie nicely together to explain why she's actually here and you know her backstory and and that sort of thing and look t- to me she's like not one of the more important characters but this gave her a significant amount of more importance and mm-hmm. I did care about this story and I, I, I think there's a certain chain here in a way because you've got kind of Hope and Iris they're obviously like the main two characters arguably Hope is kind of the main character because she's the asset and whatnot um, and then you've got obviously Leo you know Dr. Bennett and then who's obviously the father so he's important and then you've got this girlfriend who's obviously attached to uh Leo you know in a relationship so this was her explaining uh her backstory to to him but it did make me care about the character a bit more it certainly made me understand the situation more especially when she went into you know she tried to like do certain things to them uh it could take your own guesses as to what they probably were but uh yeah it was uh, I I thought it was a really well told kind of story I was suspicious obviously that the recorder froze for a second it was uh it was kind of you know looked at it and thought 
okay, is she just taking him out and you're just going to see some CRM soldiers take him away in a van and that's it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You wondered, obviously, what's going on. But, um, yeah, what did you think was going to happen and what did you think of what actually happened? Um, I I wasn't convinced that she would just turn on him at that point because I don't reason to you know unless she'd sort of figured out that he was possibly kind of snooping in some way but i i don't think she had enough information at that point um or even at all at this point to to be able to sort of justify her kind of turning him over or or wiping him out um and i I, you know she does seem to care for him so i'm not even convinced that she would do it even if she'd had random orders orders from above to do that uh, but yeah, it's interesting to hear the backstory. The backstory was horrific. I mean, it's, it's one of the one of the worst. I mean, we've not we didn't see it, but it is a pretty horrific backstory because he's dealing with the, you know her kid, and I mean, just horrible. Um, uh, and just to say, it doesn't actually go into exact details of exactly what she did to them either. But it, that does give you a bit of information about why she maybe is involved at this point. You know. Um, why she kind of got into this sort of research and maybe why she has the stomach to do what she's doing. Uh, and, he's, you know, having seen that is possibly that is the justification to herself that this is okay to do. You know, the experiments and stuff that they're doing are okay um, because she doesn't want to see what happened to her family happen to other people. Um, but you know i so i don't know maybe maybe it's it's sort of interesting set up that mm-hmm. yeah certainly certainly uh my notes decided to go crazy mm-hmm. uh there we go i tried to scroll downwards on i need a new mouse i tried to scroll downwards on this thing and sometimes it just shoots right off so <laughs> i need a new mouse anyway um yeah, it was it was uh, I say good, but it was like you know tragic and everything. But it made complete sense, which I think is the important thing here mm-hmm. as well. Um, are you curious as to what the specifics that she did, or are you kind of good with the whole sort um, of you can get an uh, idea? I, I, no, I suppose. No, I mean I we don't know exactly. I mean she said she did terrible things to them, but I mean I, it could be that could be anything. And given that this is. It is The Walking Dead. Um, they do put fairly horrific things in The Walking Dead, but it is also aimed at a slightly younger audience as well. Maybe you don't want to go into, you know, having visually actually seen exactly what she did to these these uh, bodies. That we, you know, I, I I don't know exactly what it could have been, to be honest, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, anyway, on to other things. Uh, on the Jadis front, we learn that Huck was apparently her mentor in the CRM, so the two are good buddies. Uh, we get what might be a tangential re- uh, Rick uh, mention. It definitely is Rick that she was talking well, yeah, about. Yeah, it is. Uh, mentioned when Jadis says she gave um, the Murky group something they wanted, but that's it. It's not clear, however, whether Jadis is really on Huck's side. Uh, she readily admits that her mother wanted... Um, her to keep an eye on Huck while she was away, which is why this conversation is happening. Uh, but she seems more concerned with helping Huck prove that she's still a good soldier than digging up dirt on her, uh, which is good as well. But there's um, plenty of dirt on Huck that's yet that's yet to be dug. So whether um, from Jadis or Percy, who's uh, still muttering ominous things to Iris about uh, his life's mission, it seems likely she's in grave uh, danger. Um, this was really good. Um, her Jada's kind of talking about, you know, she said about putting on this theatre and and this sort of thing, and you know, she's talking about her. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they get called scavengers or something. I can't yeah, quite remember. I, that I was think like they were called the scavengers. Yeah, yeah that was that, like what seasons eight or, or something. Yeah, the the trash the trash heap group. There was another thing that interestingly came out of this as well. Is um, the name she's going by is one thing. Is is the fact that she's ditched the She's ditched the Anne name and she's actually going by the name Jadis Stokes. And um, Stokes is the last name of Gabriel. It is, yeah. Um, so uh, who was, you know, they were, were in a relationship, you know, before she left Virginia. So 
yeah that's that's sort of interesting that she decided to take that name and she she sort of says you know although that's not her name jadis is the name she's now using because that's who i am that's who i became so that's that's why she's now she also gives a time period as well she mentions it's been six years which puts it around about um season nine of the walking dead or the second half of season nine yeah, so yeah. um after the time jump and when they're just starting to deal with the whisperers on the main show so that's the, the sort of running parallel to that mm-hmm. if you you know obviously sort of post rick um going missing and then so they have jumped forward the six years it's not sort of earlier or anything like that so so that's quite useful because we get to know the sort of timeline of it as well mm. um yeah which which is good um uh yeah and it was it was interesting to hear hear her talk about the scavengers and um you know she because the the uh, and her sort of giving something valuable over which we still don't know exactly what that was because you know she flew off in a helicopter and sort of said she had a bee for them you know but and said something about it being an interesting bee or something uh, or a valuable bee. Um, and, and that was obviously her ticket into the CRM. So, mm. yeah, it's interesting. It's it's just there's a lot of sort of intriguing stuff that is alluded to in that. But we don't really get a full amount of background. Presumably the um, long talked about Rick Grimes movies will delve a bit more into all that sort of stuff and why he was so important and, you know, why she took him. Um, yeah, I guess when we get there, mm-hmm. but it's quite nice to know to give because we didn't have any kind of time reference for this. But it's quite nice to know that sort of you know whereabouts it sits in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Where when do you think this season of fear has taken place? Because it's See, just... fe- yeah, fears fear seems to be because that that had the same time jump in it as well didn't it or it i think seems so to, it seems to have done so i think it's running parallel um although given spoilers for anybody who's not watching fear they appear to have set off like nuclear weapons in that so it's a bit more like sort of fallout the tv show right now um <laughs> although without a budget i mean I've, the last the last episode of I mean, you couldn't have made that more obvious that it was set on a soundstage i mean Really, the the environment stuff around that was so terrible. <laughs> when they were actually up wandering around, it was like it was like a sort of sixties Star Trek set. It was really bad. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, just, it, just... It's, it's still Walking Dead. It's fine. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, yes, they really. I don't know whether it's the lighting or I. They really haven't figured that out. Mm. Um, Norman Reedus's <laughs> Norman Reedus's paycheck is too big, and they can't afford anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was literally stick up a bunch of lights and some smoke. I mean, it was. Uh, but it was clearly a studio, and you're like, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm glad this appears to have got a bit more of the budget. And <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, I think with I think with fear that seems to be doing like what Legends did, where it's just kind of its own thing. I know that there's a CRM still in that show, but where Walking Dead and this show have like had canon towards it, because obviously Jadis is mentioning this thing with Rick. She doesn't say Rick, but we know that's who she's talking about. Uh, that gives it like proper canon, whereas fear is just sort of okay. Let's give them Dwight and Morgan. And then they'll just do their own thing. So it seems to be doing more of what like Legends is kind of doing, where it is still Arrowverse, but it's kind of doing all this timey wimey stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, I I thought this was really good with with Jadis. Yeah, these uh the, the mentions of Rick finally and okay, yeah, we do want answers. It's been a long time since the Rick films were even announced, but I thought this was from uh you know from from this show. Uh, about uh, what had happened um yeah. it all kind of picked up on as she was saying you know i'll give them a little theater the way she's saying it is almost as if when she was the jadis that we remember as if she was like acting yeah no, whereas that's, that's at the ti- whereas at the time to be 
acting this way. So I, I found that uh, quite interesting. Because now that she's yeah. more sort of like civilised, arguably, um, that's how she kind of remembers that time, I suppose. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the also, the, the other side of this is the, just some of the things that were coming out from that conversation. And the more you look at Huck, the more you think she's... I think she's been... I, I'm not convinced she's going to make it out at the end of the show. I I, I think they're... they're... Oh, sorry, Jadis or Huck? No, Huck. Okay, Huck. yeah. I think Jadis probably will. I th- I, I get the feeling that Huck is being set up for, uh, for getting killed off at some point. I mean, possibly in some sort of heroic way of, you know, maybe she kind of goes down taking out her mother or something. I, I don't know, but... Yeah, I, um, I can see I, that. There's... There's a sort of attempted a redemption arc for her, but you've got a lot of characters still unhappy with her. You know, you've got people gunning for her, and she is in probably the most precarious position because of the fact that you know we we know her mother, though will protect her to a certain extent. We also know that her mother is incredibly vicious, and I don't think would let the fact that it's her daughter stop her from killing her if she discovers that she's a traitor. So, um, yeah, I I do think that there's a fairly good chance. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think she's she's just gone up on my list of sort of people that would, uh, would possibly not make it out the end of this show. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, again, I'm curious to see, like, what Elizabeth thinks of uh jadis at the mm. moment and how like what that what is that relationship like because well, yeah are, like you look at elizabeth and she seems like more of a governor type whereas jadis is not really like that so mm. or at least the jadis that we know obviously she's changed a bit now and like i said she's a bit more civilized but again apparently she was kind of always like that but she was just sort of acting a bit more but yeah um i'm waiting for clearly some sort of asset which ended up being rick so uh, and yeah, it probably means that Rick is, I'm guessing Rick's here somewhere in the CRM, uh, or somewhere nearby. Um, but I don't know. Where, where, where do you think Rick actually is given what Jadis has kind of said so far? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's, I mean, maybe cause there, there is this other conversation that they're having about like, um, you know, Hook talking about her being on their side, but won't give up the location of like the because this is a research facility and there is like a main facility somewhere as well Mm -hmm. i think and so presumably that's where rick is yeah yeah um you know he's i don't think he's at this site but presumably he's wherever that big you know there's another main facility somewhere presumably he's there but who knows Mm. yeah we shall see uh, speaking of people that are on my uh, possible to die list, um, but didn't actually die, but almost did. Will, he- Will, however, is done waiting. He's determined to get inside the CRM base and Indira's uh, son, who- whose name isn't even written down. I don't remember if we even learned his <laughs> name, but uh, Indira's son is is the name. Congratulations. Yes. Being given that name. Um, who has uh, had maybe 10 lines up until this point, because Asha's, uh, I think it's Asha, she's been the one that's been more developed, certainly as a character. Yeah. Um, Goes with him, and the poor guy might as well be wearing a red shirt. You already know where this is going. Wall tries to sneak in, the soldiers are waiting, Indira's son gets shot in the face, uh, and Will runs away while they're also shooting at him as well. So, uh, my prediction that I don't actually want to be right because I don't want Will to die uh, was almost true because if that was a pow- more powerful calibre of gun it could have gone straight through Indira's son's head and into Will's head but uh, mm-hmm. luckily for him that uh, didn't happen because so, I think they're using assault rifles aren't they um, so if this was, if yeah. that was some sort of sniper or marksman rifle with like a bigger calibre bullet that would have gone through his head and it would have just killed both of them but uh, that wasn't what happened so He's the the son is called Dev. I finally managed to find his name. <laughs> Dev. Okay. I don't. I don't remember anyone mentioning that on the show. Like any character, like actually calling him that. So. He's, yeah. He's, no. he's just been referred to as Indira's son. So. Yeah. Um. I mean that that was a one of those. 
that was one of those sort of um, uh, surprises deaths. I mean, you know, he is kind of very much a sort of red shirt, but yeah, um, it was sort of, you know, he he had some importance because he was Indira's son. He was brother of, you know, Asher, who is a, another character they've been building up. Um, so, yeah, to just have him shot in the head was a bit shocking. I mean, with no warning at all. You know, there was no build-up to it. It was literally just, oh, he's shot through the head. So it's a bit like, um, who was the, the character on the main show that got shot through the head with an arrow? Denise? Yes, Denise. Um, although she was she was sort of built up rather more. Uh, you know, she was a more yeah, a bigger recurring character, but it was that sort of quick, like, you know, in the middle of a conversation and uh, get shot through the head like things. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, Will runs away and uh, hopefully he'll be all right with uh, with with all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Um, not a ton to talk about with this last bit, but uh, I wasn't I, I was a bit sort of like, oh, suddenly he got shot like it was a sort of surprise thing. But I'm not like shocked that it happened. Uh, I'm more just sort of the, the, the way it was done, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yes, I think that's it. I'm not shocked that the character necessarily died. I, I'm a bit shocked in the the sort of the way it was just like, you know, it it, it wasn't, there was no build up to it. It wasn't like they caught him and he was like, run or anything like that. It was literally just, you know, shot through the head, well covered in blood. Uh, like it was, yeah, it was, it worked. I mean, you know, he served his purpose. It worked. <laughs> it was a shocking death. So, mm-hmm just thinking about the nitty-gritty of this somewhat so it was very night it was very late at night it was very dark right we don't know what uh sights they've got on those guns because if he's got like night vision sight or something like that or a um like a thermal sight uh he would have been able to see them quite clearly if you've got like a red dot sight sort of thing which mm-hmm. there's lots of different types of those uh, you could probably see him a bit better. If that was a straight up just he used the gun's iron sights, which is the sights that are on the gun originally, that's a pretty damn good shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, cause I'm just thinking of what I do kind of know about somewhat about guns and stuff and the different sights that you can get. So I, yeah. I don't know what they used, but it was still a very good shot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but no, it's shot in the way that, you know, you can see Will's face and then suddenly just there's blood on his face and you, you, you know where it's from. So, and that's the end of the episode. Um, let's get into some emails, feedback, and whatnot. If you'd like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about the show, or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. You can find us on Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page information in your show notes. If you're also looking in your show notes, you can scroll down a bit. You'll find a big email box. You can put your email and name in there. You can send in your message that way. You can also click on or copy and paste the email name and use it that way as well. Darren writes in, says, um, Sensing any chemistry between Hux and Felix? Question mark. Maybe if Will dies, they could get together. Um, there's a few problems with that. Uh, <laughs> because even if Will dies, yes, that will mean that Felix doesn't have a partner. But Felix is still gay, as far as we understand. We don't know if he's... Uh, I think I mean, we. I think he's specifically gay, isn't he? I don't know if we know that he's well, bisexual, you, but my point we is, know, but we're assuming. Yes. Yeah, my point is, if he is gay as the show has shown us, then he won't be into Huck anyway. So that kind of clo- that's the first option that kind of closes that off. Um, no, I don't really sense any chemistry between them. No, really. no, not it, at all. It's more just sort of, hey, we have to do this thing together because that's the situation, and I hope that you come back for me when the door probably locks mm-hmm. i guess but no other than that um plus i i like felix and will together they're uh they're pretty good yeah so uh any other thoughts on that uh no no i mean i just <laughs> that, this is a major change in sort of character like that would be weird particularly as we've only got four episodes left as well that would be very strange That's so very true. no yeah so uh lauren says uh which character do you think could have the most heartbreaking death uh probably elton like he's a really innocent character um that would really hurt actually if that happened because if you look at his story he's the one that's trying to help the group with the science brain and and that sort of thing and 
His backstory is that his mother got shot in the situation. Uh, none, none, no, nothing that's been bad has really been his fault at all. Like any of it. Um, so yeah, that would be sort of like you taking out a character that uh, has is, is kind of the most innocent, but then obviously that yeah. leads to a big impact because of the the, the situation of the character. Um, would you agree with that? Any other characters that you can think of? Yeah, I mean, every, any of the four kids, actually, um, I think would be kind of um, kind of tragic. I mean, it depends how it, it's done as well. Because, um, I mean, Silas is sort of, you know, he, he's been very up and down, but again, has a horribly tragic backstory. And, and then the two sisters, you've got you know if it ends up with you know i don't know iris being killed due to something that hope did that would be awful uh the same other way around i mean if if hope was killed due to something iris did that would be terrible so you know and they are on different ends right now um yeah silas i think could go out in a blaze of glory quite possibly but yeah um again that sort of depends how it's handled i i think it, it just it in terms of just characters regardless of of you know which way it's it, you know how they actually did it i think yeah you're probably right elton would be the one that either however you cut it because he is such a sort of innocent character and has sort of gone along for the ride really of and you know trying to sort of get out and explore the world and yeah, it would be very sad if he kind of got killed off in any way, I think. The others, the others, I think, could be quite tragic depending on how it happens. But, um, yeah, Elton, I think, is probably the, the one that could potentially have, if he died in any way, I think would probably be the most tragic out of them. Mm. Do you think there's a possibility that Hope uh, sides a lot more with Elizabeth and then... Uh, like kills Iris or something like she's completely mini- or almost speaking of Star Wars references almost like a sort of Palpatine uh, Anakin type of thing where she's brought, where she's brought to like Elizabeth's dark side and then has to I, or, or, something like that I, did you see that's 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 tricky because you as I said you've got two parts to this sort of thing you've got the research side of it which is the reason that iris thinks this worth saving but then you have this big military aspect to it and uh, you know elizabeth is kind of the epitome of of that military side of things um so i i'm not sure i see iris necessarily siding that way um I, I don't really see her going down that route because Elizabeth, I don't think he's there. You know, he's doesn't appear to be there for the science. She believes she's doing the right thing and he's prepared to do absolutely anything as we've seen to, to get there, but she's not really a scientist. She's a soldier. And yeah, I don't see Iris siding with that. Do you mean hope? Hope siding with that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see again. So there's there's still plenty to work out in these four episodes, which mm-hmm. should be that they should be quite exciting. So, uh, Abed says, "I hope entertainment talk really blows up one day." I think you mean that in a good way, and not actually <laughs> to explode. Because, um, says, "I hope entertainment talk really blows up one day, as you both deserve it." Uh, thank you very much for that. When do you think this might happen? Uh, the Jadis mention of Rick was very cool, connecting tissue. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was very, very good, and it was a good way to call back to yeah one of the questions that we've had, which is okay, where is Jadis and where is Rick? Well, more people were asking where Rick was, but because yeah. Jadis was with him, that was obviously why that was connected to that. So, I I quite like that actually. Um, and maybe it's maybe this is because of I've been watching Invasion, and I've like had to have slightly more patience with certain things. But the way she answered it, uh, but I mean. Even in that part, it's sort of... Yeah, what she said was kind of vague. But if you know what she's talking about, if you've seen, obviously, the main show and you know what happened, then you know exactly what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So, but she didn't explicitly say, like, hey, Rick is at this place and I'm going to see him at this, whatever. 
Uh, well, so... no, she wouldn't, though, would she? I mean, no, no. You know, that's that's so... what I mean. It's kind of being kept as a as a mystery for the audience still. But it was good to hear her mention him and kind of a bit of background yeah. on on what happened. And it got it did give you bits and pieces of information in terms of the time frame and and the fact that you know because there was always a question mark with Jadis beforehand about well has she always been part of the CRM and it turns out she wasn't she was aware of them she knew about the helicopters obviously I mean we knew that she knew that but she wasn't actually a member of the CRM she wasn't under embedded undercover the way Hulk was she was an outsider and that yeah. was her way in which I thought was sort of an interesting bit of information that we got out from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, again, thank you for the the compliments about entertainment talk. We we do try. So <laughs> um, there you go. There you Getting go. bigger by the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope so. Uh, but that's what we got for you for this episode. Thank you all very much for for listening. We'll be back for episode. What's the next one? Seven. Yes, episode seven. Uh, and then we got just four episodes left of the season. I think December fifth is the sunday which is the last episode i believe so we'll be finished uh early december for uh for this show which is uh mm-hmm. cool to think about so yeah uh in the meantime you can find everything everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org you can also find us as well on your favorite podcast platform just search for entertainment talk uh those are for tv video games films and Manchester United podcasts so check out all of those if you'd like to do so, uh, you can support us through that way, of course, just listening to more episodes. Uh, you can also tell other people that you know about the content that we do. Tell them what we do, where they can find it, uh, either through word of mouth, social media, those kind of things that helps us out as well. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcasts, review options. Take a look at those as well if you'd like to. Uh, for TV and film news, David's got you covered over on GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio. Uh, you can check out this week's GeekTown Radio from yesterday, from Tuesdays. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays, but uh, have a look at yesterday's episode as well. Uh, that's on GeekTown.co.uk and your podcast platforms of choice. Uh, GeekTown for all those things. Bex is still streaming very regularly over on Twitch. You can find her on there, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. You can go and give her a follow over there. Um, also you can find me on uh, Twitch as well, eTalk UK for some different streams as well I forgot to tweet about this today but I'm going to be doing a little uh, Pez series, if you don't know what Pez is that's uh, Konami's Pro Evolution Soccer game, uh, there's like a coach mode type of management thing I can do which I'm going to be trying with uh, Manchester United uh, so look out for the streams for those tomorrow on Thursday uh, if you follow the uh, us on Twitch you'll be notified when we go live so look out for that uh, the start of that tomorrow as well, which should be good. But if you miss those episodes, uh, you'll also be able to find them later on YouTube. That's called Entertainment Talk Plays on there. So look out for those episodes as well. Uh, that's everything. Thanks for listening. And we shall see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>